Welcome back to Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Sterling Mack. Uh, I want to thank again to Brad Cox, director at, over at Top Court. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, uh, definitely check it out. Amazing interview, uh, writing the features and benefits of their new platform, but also just kind of giving some really cool insights about um, playing tennis and growing up and, and kind of finding your way through that sport, which uh, I think is probably different just because Taylor and I obviously played football and baseball, so a, a different uh, outlook there. So again, thank you to Brad Cox. And uh, again, check out Top Court uh, if you're interested in learning more about their tennis platform. So as we jump into the stories here today, it is it is interesting that the Falcons let us down again. Um, second week in a row. I you could really say third week because I get we're you know the Falcons are on three, the Seahawks blew them out, but um, you know really letting you down when Nick Foles comes back from double digits in the fourth quarter. But um, we wanted to highlight the fan controlled football league. So um, starting in February of 2021, uh, it will be streaming its inaugural six week season exclusively on Twitch. Uh, so I think this is an awesome – I'm just going to call it a partnership active, right? Them really trying to find a different way to not only broadcast games but have that true fan engagement. Now, of course, because it is a fan-controlled football league, you, you have to have engagement. But um, I, I think the cool thing, right, is that uh, there's going to be a extension within Twitch that you'll be able to access – uh, on your screen while watching the games from a desktop or a mobile device. So you'll be able to watch it, also interact, call and plays, uh, really giving uh, the consumer just a different aspect of football. Now, this is 707 football, so a little different than traditional uh, lining up helmet on a helmet, hat on a hat, as they say or used to say back in the day. Um, but amazing concept, right, as we're trying to find different ways and different uh, ways not only consuming a sport that I think we all love, um, but also using a platform that so many people are using right now, which is Twitch. Taylor, what'd you think about this one? So um, I do like uh, the idea. I'm a little skeptical though, because like you said, Sterling, this is going to be seven on seven football and it's going to be held out the state of the art facility in Atlanta. Each game will be 60 minutes in length live, live streamed on Twitch it's going to be in a 35 yard by 50 yard field with 10 yard end zone, six week season, six week season starting in February 2021, uh, featuring players from D1 programs, D2 programs from NCAA, as well as CFL, XFL, and Arena Football League former players. So the idea of it is very interesting, and I, I believe it tries to capture what um, a lot of the imagination and commentary that's been going on. On uh, the past few years of fans having more interaction with leagues and giving fans more of a voice for these leagues and letting them feel as if their voices are being heard um, for the things that they're looking for. So being able to call plays, being able to sorry, being able to contribute for logo, for branding, picking team name, doing all of that um, from the and, ha- and that's all in the power of the fan. I think yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm a little skeptical because you did see the year call football league YCF, mm-hmm. uh, that had started out in 2018, 2019, 2019 as well. So 
that was a, another, you know, fan controlled play calling league. Didn't give as much freedom though to the fans that this does. And it was live football and it wasn't, wasn't seven on seven. So it's not like, you know, you have somebody that's calling a cover has a, there's a, there's an all out blitz and you know, you're calling for a play action drop back pass, which is going to result in your quarterback getting killed. So you don't have to worry about from a physical standpoint of plays, like possibly injuring your players. Right. So um, they're, they're anticipating and hoping for, you know, they, they have this fan IQ that they're looking for, for FCF and uh, could be fun. Yeah, not, I think it could be fun for the fans. And then I think if it's, it's done the right way to where, you know, you're not having, wild play calls being called it's third and 20 and you're calling a run play because it's seven on seven. Like let's go, you know, let's, 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 let's go for it all here. You know, someone's calling all goes at the goal line. Like this isn't Madden, you know, the, the, the routes just don't get broken off at the top, you know, and they obviously as a human being, you're going to run the whatever you can to get open, but let's have common sense in the play calling. So I love the idea of giving fans the power um, and, and, allows them to have a favorite team to cheer for 60 minutes is very easy. If it stays on schedule, you know, you can watch and do other things as well. So I, I think it is interesting. And Quavo, Quavo. Has That's a, a tough drop. That's a tough Quavo. drop for you. Quavo. I don't have auto tune. Like imagine if I had, if I had auto tune, I don't know that, how it would sound. We need that old T-Pain app. That's a great idea for an app. It was. And then everybody made fun of T-Pain because apparently auto-tune wasn't the thing. But now you listen to everybody and everybody does auto-tune. This is true. Yeah, no, back to what you said there. I mean, allowing – I think just to your point, right, the fans have true control. And now you're you're immersed in it from a weekly perspective, from every aspect of what the team is doing. Again, not just, play, not just calling the plays, you know, the weekly draft determining the roster – Taylor kind of highlighted it there. The logo, the jersey designs, all that stuff. You're just you're 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 more connected to the team. I think that's the the idea too behind having the partnership with Twitch. I think people that use Twitch on a daily basis feel very connected to those that they interact with and watch from a gaming perspective. And so to try to bring that over to a traditional sport, which is football. And again, I know it's seven on seven, but the, the aspect of traditional sports, uh, something that we've always kind of watched and, and consumed from afar, essentially, right. We've always been these, these um, armchair QBs and now kind of giving that power um, to the viewer, I think is really cool. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Um, there's so many people that are, have been involved in this from a funding perspective. Also, like Taylor said, Quavo is involved. Uh, Richard Sherman of the 49ers is involved. Marshawn Lynch, Mike Tyson. Uh, there's there's countless number of people that um, really think that this is, could be something in kind of the new wave and age of how we um, watch and interact um, from a football perspective. So super cool. That last story with fan control football, um, I do have a little bit of partnership with Beyond the Game Network, and they are a small investor within fan control football. So I wanted to make that drop there. Our product of the week this week is Quell. And I saw this in a couple of places, and I kept thinking, like, what is this? Like, I'm seeing a little bit of gaming, a little bit of um, kind of like mobile fitness in a way. So Quell combines the excitement of gaming with real effective exercise. So essentially you have a resistance pack that you put on kind of like, it looks like a backpack. It's got like resistance uh, that kind of goes in your arms as well, but then you jump into uh, 
really like a, a game essentially. Right. And then you have levels in which you can exercise uh, and kind of go through. So like intensity combat workout that's tailored to your fitness goals. Um, and you're really kind of able to jump into this gaming world where you can kind of become a hero. Um, I immediately thought about like Mortal Kombat and Final Fantasy when I saw the application of it or just kind of the videos that I looked on it. Uh, but I think it's super cool. Uh, obviously, we know where we are from a, you know, we've said it a thousand times on this pod, know where we are from a COVID perspective. Uh, there's so much funding. We're going to highlight a couple here just on where uh, connected fitness is. I, I kind of, I feel like this is another one of those connected fitness, um, uh, you, you know, apps essentially or, 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 um, our products because, because of the fact that it's got game, it's got a, a physical product again, like resistance band, resistance band backpack that you have. Um, so really cool, uh, really cool, uh, a product here. And then Taylor, what do you think you're, no, I'm with you. I think it is a really cool product. We're getting closer and closer to Ready Player One. If you haven't seen that movie, simulated gaming world that you can run, jump, do everything, basically get your exercise. Because like you said, the first game that popped in my head is um, once we get to that get to that point, being immersed in like Halo and having to run around all the maps, you know, doing the combat, all that type of training within the within the game. And so if I can get a workout in at the same time as turning my brain off and shooting some zombies or shooting some aliens, I think it will be really fun. So I do like that you're combining the tech and the fitness aspect um, with uh, that combination. So you're letting people enjoy working out because not everybody likes to work out. People look at working out as a chore. So now if you put something that could be a first love for an individual, which is gaming and their last their last like in, in this world is working out so you put two and two together and you you have a concept that um really can take off so i like everything that's that uh, i like where the way this is going with quail and you should see slimmer fitter nerds out here i'm a nerd i'm not saying it in a bad way (laughs) gaming nerds i'm a gamer i'm a gamer nerd baby you're gonna see me out here six packed up six packed up working out doing this combat baby you gave me that. You gave me that look like what well, nerd was a hard word. I feel like nerd could be a bad connotation. At time. I, I mean, I'm a nerd. So I'm a gamer. Like, I'm a gamer nerd fully. That's why I said it like that. I mainly say I'm a nerd because of Star Wars, but you know, oh, Star Wars nerd. Hey, that ain't, ain't no problem. But yeah, no, this is this is made for the gamers out here, baby. Trying to get up, keep us fit because there's nothing worse than when you look up at the clock and you're like, damn, I've been playing this game for seven hours and I have <laughs> not moved. <laughs> because the time just goes by and you're like i can't believe it like so now you you can incorporate that movement and be able to enjoy games obviously it's at a lesser level with the graphics all that type of stuff but still it allows you to enjoy enjoy but you know the best of both worlds yeah yeah definitely so again shout out to i said quell you said quell i don't know um but shout out to them uh for their new product and and uh, definitely go check that out so our funding rounds, I know a couple weeks ago we didn't have any. Now we're starting to kind of, it, it seems like money has started to be infused and we'll talk about some of the money that Microsoft is infusing into gaming. But um, the first funding that I saw was Denver-based Boa Technology Incorporated, maker of sports and fitness equipment, has been acquired by Compass Diversified for $454 million. 
Uh, Boa specializes in footwear for sports activities and makes dial-based shoe fasteners. The company was founded in 2001 and created a performance fit system specifically to help snowboarders have a better fit in their boots. Uh, since then, Boa has expanded uh, into products recycling, golf, uh, trail hiking, uh, mountaineering, running, and court sports as well. So shout out to them uh, for being acquired uh, again for $454 million there. Uh, the next one is, you know, we did a story, we've done a couple actually on Kinduck Technologies. Uh, so they're the Nova Scotia-based data aggregation and athlete management platform. So they have been purchased by MCube. Uh, MCube is out of San Jose, California. They make the world's smallest motion sensors. Uh, the deal gives uh, Kinduck access to MCube's global footprint and motion sensor hardware assets. Uh, MCube also owns Xsense, which is a leader in 3D motion tracking technology. So, um, as we said, we kind of highlighted it a couple times, especially over the summer. There, Kinduck has previously signed deals to manage player data for leagues such as the XFL, Major League Lacrosse, as well as several NBA and NFL teams. The next one we have is Tonal. So, Tonal, the connected fitness startup has raised $110 million in a new round of funding. The company announced Thursday bringing in several high-profile prof- high athletes in as investors. Um, some of those investors include uh, Golden State Warriors' Steph Curry, the Seattle Su- uh, Seahawks' Bobby Wagner, the LA Clippers' Playoff P. <laughs> Playoff P. <laughs> and professional golfer uh, Michelle Wee. Again, Tonal is that... Smart home uh, gym that's designed for strength training. It offers digital weights that can replicate up to 200 pounds of resistance and uses artificial intelligence to help train users to to strengthen and train properly. Um, again, shout out to them. I, I, I think we probably highlighted back in April they had a $45 million Series C round. Uh, so then now they are raising $110 million in a new round of funding. So shout out to them. Um, the last one we have here is Microsoft and let's talk about this one or no, I'm not going to talk, talk about this one, but I wanted to highlight it because this is huge. And so Microsoft is expanding their uh, Xbox original game portfolio. Uh, so they announced plans to acquire Zenimax Media, which is the parent company of Bethesda Softworks, one of the biggest privately held game developers and publishers in the world. So this deal is worth $7.5 billion. I'm saying again, $7.5 billion in That's cash. a lot of money. Mm, that's uh, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, the deal will give Microsoft... Microsoft's Xbox games division ownership of top selling games, including Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein, Prey, and Dishonored. Uh, Microsoft plans to add Bethesda's franchise to its Xbox Game Pass cloud-based service, uh, which has over 15 million subscribers, including future titles like the Buzzy Space RPG Starfield. Um, So this deal is the biggest and... uh, I believe within Microsoft's gaming sector, um, the largest previous to them is when they acquired Minecraft uh, or the Minecraft makers, excuse me, um, Mojang in a $2.5 billion deal. So um, shout out to Microsoft, obviously going forward with, you know, the, you know, their, their new Xbox is coming out uh, and everything that they're doing from the um, 
their cloud-based platform with all their games and everything like that and their game pass. So a uh, shout out to them and we'll definitely see kind of where that lands them with big time, you know, streamers and users with, from a Twitch perspective, but also just their own platform and, and gaming experience. So that rounds out our stories for the week. Uh, I'm, I'm Sterling Mac on IG and Twitter. That is Taylor on the other side, Mac 29 And you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts, please rate and subscribe. And we appreciate you listening to us on Seed Talk. <laughs>